you're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, and in these episodes, you'll hear Sangram interview incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. Here we go. Uh, Wednesday, we are ready to do another live um, with a very good friend of mine. And then she's going to have a story to tell when she when she hops in over here in live. So as you join in uh, from wherever you do, just share where you're from um, and what maybe platform you're on uh, right now as you're looking at it. Uh, before, before I introduce Susan, uh, next Wednesday, we're going to do something I'm calling a masterclass on how to podcast. This is something that I'm going to do with a very good friend of mine, James uh, Carberry, who has had over a million, uh, I think over 2 million, if I'm not wrong, uh, downloads by doing this very consistently. He has lessons around what works, what doesn't. Obviously, I've been doing Flip My Home podcast for two years, and I've learned a lot around that. And I keep hearing questions like, oh, should I do it? Should I not do it? And all that stuff. So I'm calling it the masterclass uh, for it's worth. It will be one hour next Wednesday, 9 a.m. right here. So for folks who are joining in, that'd be really cool. Um, and then today, we're going to have Susan. Susan uh, is the founding partner and CEO of Torchlight. Uh, one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in a learning mode right now because I want to know everything it is around this new marketplace that's out there, the talent that out there, and especially for marketers who are listening into this right now, well, what does that mean for you? So with that, as always, we'll cue up a, a really good music. And this is my favorite soundtrack. Apparently that is Susan's shoe right now. So there you go, with waking me up with a coffee. Susan. <laughs> morning, morning. Morning, morning, morning. All right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll pause the music for a second. Well, how are you? I'm good. You know, just like any entrepreneur working at home, I'm working all hours and, you know, I'm, kids are doing school in the other room and husband's in the kitchen working. So it's COVID time, but everything's great. Yeah, I think I think that's just true for all the Our kids just went to school starting last week. So it's really interesting for us to now the kids are in school we're kind of getting a quiet time for the very first time in like four months so it's it's yeah. very surreal I'll, I'll tell you that but i'm really happy to be on your show thank you for having me absolutely so susan you have been with apple you have been with you know adobe you have been with salesforce running part of marketing over there um and obviously now you started uh you know about what have it's been about five years now that you've been um mm -hmm you know, started Torchlight. So tell a little bit about for the folks, like what does your company does? Because I think very few people are recognizing the need now and your business might be more important now than ever before. So, so share with everybody, you know, what, yeah. what, what do you do? So we are a marketplace of certified Salesforce and marketing consultants. So if you need help, uh, implementing your Salesforce CRM, implementing Marketing Cloud, setting up HubSpot, um, getting your data from one system to the other. We have experts in our marketplace that can help you. So think of us as the Upwork for uh, marketing, highly technical marketing experts. Wow. So you started this how many years ago? Five, five years ago. 
And at that time, what was the demand of something like this versus you would say now with, with the market being open up like this? Well, so now, I mean, people are working at home. Um, people aren't able to hire the people that they were planning to hire this year. Um, some people have lost their jobs. So we have had incredible demand for freelancers and we have extremely talented people joining our network who have been let go from agencies or from their jobs. Um, and so, you know, a lot of customers just, just, you know, they're struggling and they need help, but they can't hire a full-time person. And so we, but we have those people for them. So I'm extremely proud of what we've built because we're connecting people and giving people jobs and, and helping people get work done when they wouldn't have been able to do that without some of our experts. So it's, it's, we're very busy. Um, and, you know, it's a terrible time for the world, but um, our marketplace is really providing some relief. So that makes me feel really proud. Well, it's, it's definitely interesting time. Let me just give a good morning to a few folks uh, who just tuned in. And, and it's interesting because now you can see like Kaleem, he's on LinkedIn. How you doing, man? Uh, Chris, uh, good morning to you as well. Tell us where you're from as well. Mark, I really love the, some of the things. Mark just put a video out there. We're doing this big conference uh, called B2B SMX in October. Um, and Flip My Funnel is one of the, the tracks, like three different organizations coming together. So Mark just posted a great video on uh, you know, what you can present over there. So really cool to have him. Uh, we got folks from South Africa. That's Paul. Yeah. That's good awesome. To see you too. Look at that. Like, you know, you're, you're cool. this is exciting. Uh, Gianni, so good to see you. So a lot of different interesting folks. And as, as the stream goes on, people would, would watch in and things. Help me understand right now, what is what does the market look like for you? What, what kind of questions you're getting from marketers and what kind of hiring the companies are, are doing right now? Yeah. So we're getting everything from, hey, I just bought... Um, XYZ marketing platform. And I also have these other five jobs that I have to go do because I didn't get that hire or whatever. My, I'm just so overwhelmed. I, I, how do I implement it? How do I get it going? I mean, everything from the basics of setting it up to what are the best practices? You know, what should I be doing right now during a pandemic? You know, what are the, what are the right ways to be communicating with customers I want to be sensitive to what they're going through. I don't want to be bombarding them with messages. You know, it's it's more important now than ever to have those personalized kind of communications and 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 you know, um, it's just it's just a it's a really interesting time. So the questions are: How do I get this thing going? How do I run this thing? And and what's the best way to be using the technology that's at my fingertips? Would you say? And this is a this is a like you know, you, I know you'll be honest with me about this. Uh, I'm that's yeah. you with it. Would you say it's better for companies to outsource some of these things or hire people for talent because because you just said like and it's like upwork for highly skilled, talented marketers yeah. who know what they're doing. Are these people working at another job or they're just doing freelancing 100 percent or is this a side gig? Okay, so there's two questions. One was, should I be hiring? Yeah. And so what I see is, is marketers trying to do so many different things and, and, you know, so many balls in the air and they need to think about what are my skills? What, what am I really good at? Am I really good at strategy? Am I really good at, uh, you know, 
building relationships and should I be spending all my time entering data or doing things that I could really outsource that would make me more productive. So be smart about your time because time is the most valuable thing any company has really. And you as an individual or a leader needs to be thinking about that. So outsource things that you're not so great at. And it's okay to say, I'm not the technical guy or I'm not the strategy gal or, you know, and so outsource that. Um, And your second question was, are these people moonlighting? Yes. We're getting a lot of people coming in who are, you know, worried about where's that dollar going to come from? Am I going to have my job? And I have a certain skill. I'm going to spend my evenings. I'm at home anyway. You know, maybe as a freelancer. So we have both. We have full-time freelancers, people who that's their career. And then we also have some moonlighters that I I call them. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would love from folks who are jumping in right now to share, are they doing any of this? Are this, is this interesting to them? Are they moonlighting or they're looking at freelancing as a, as a work, because I want to see and just a quick poll and, and, and Susan, you can see as people are jumping in as well. Yeah. Um, sometimes they are, they have a mind of their own and the stream is like talking about all kinds of things. So sometimes it's really cool to pull some of those, uh, those quotes and commentary from there. I'm curious, uh, here's what I do today. And I'm, I'm curious to, to see how that works in the future of work. Uh, when we think about it, because everybody's talking about it. Um, I was interviewing, um, CEO of Intuit for Inbound, I think Monday night, and mm-hmm. uh, his name is Sazan Gudarzi. And Sazan was talking about this idea of like, hey, look, the future of work uh, from where they see right now is is very diverse. Um, you can hire anyone from anywhere in the world right now yeah. if you really are smart and thinking about it. Um, there is no there is no barrier anymore for companies and businesses that said that, hey, our culture is in the office, have to be in a brick and mortar, have to be in like, that is out the window. Uh, People have figured out. People are, and companies are, who are going to survive, not just survive, but thrive, are going to be the one who will be reinventing themselves in many ways. And Intuit, for example, is a 35-year-old company. So they, and they, they, they obviously are super successful um, in what, everything they do for small businesses specifically. So one of the things, the reason I'm, I went through that is because one of the things we talked about and I started thinking after that is that, hey, look, every marketer right now who's in the market, and there are a lot of really talented marketers right now in market, which is ridiculous. Probably never, it, it hasn't happened in the last decade or so. So it's, it's really good um, position. But I think every marketer needs to up-level their skills. For sure. For sure. And I don't see that happening a whole lot in, in, the, in the marketing. And I don't know if it's marketing world or whatnot, but I, I wonder, like, people just go in and do what they do. But, like, you got to up-level your skills and look at other things and get better at it. How yeah. are you seeing that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm getting a lot of requests for, do you have somebody who is a B2B marketer who has worked in healthcare? you know, very specific types of requests. And so I think that I would say specialization is really key right now. So get really get really good at a specific vertical, those needs, understand that market and and broadcast your your skills. And so a lot of a lot of what I talk about is also that last mile training. So there's the there's you know you've got to understand the technology. Even if you're an executive who manages a team, understand how the technology works. You really, you really do, especially if you want to communicate well with the people who are 
trying to execute your vision. So that doesn't mean you have to be able to operate it on a day-to-day basis, but you need to understand the capabilities of the technology at hand. Um, And I see a lot of executives who have lost touch with that. And, you know, and so you have these younger millennials who are looking at their bosses like, yeah, you want me to do this, but you don't even know how it works. So, you know, so just, you know, try to, you know, executives need to understand how the tech works. And then the technologists, right, who are coming in need to have that last mile training. So they need to understand how the technology works. And sometimes then they get bogged down and how, you know, in the data and what you can do. And they forget about, okay, what does that really mean to a specific Mm -hmm. customer? How can I make that relevant in a particular type of industry? Um, yeah. So, so it's sort of like the big guys need to understand the tech. The people who are operating the tech need to understand why it means you know it's relevant and what it can do. You know, that that reminds me of this. Are you seeing this happening a lot more in the workplace? And I'm, I'm curious for folks also joining in to share. I'm hearing this concept of reverse mentoring quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yes, almost yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah, like you just, you, that example you just shared, it's exactly that. It's like, well, look, guess what? You know, uh, yeah. five years from now, all these people are going to be an executive level that you don't think they're that good or they're just task people. No, yeah. they're going to be executive levels. And you need to, as an executive today, you need to understand how do they think, how they operate enough. And and I think reverse mentoring is, is something that I feel more and more organization, more and more, like I think smart leaders are going to start doing that just naturally. You don't need a company to tell you that. Right, right, for sure. I mean, so many people who are on the front lines interacting directly with customers have so much knowledge that they can share with um, with an executive team. I mean, I've always said the most important thing you can do is know your customers, interact with your customers, talk to your customers. Don't just wait for a report to show up on your desk and read that and try to analyze that. Get, you know, the feels like, get them on the phone, hear their story, hear their struggles. And that's going to impact um, how you make decisions in a, in a big, big way and make for make you a better marketer and, and make for a better company. Love it. Love it. All right. I'd say, um, I'll again, give a couple of shout outs to folks because it's amazing. Right now we got Melhit from London. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and there are some questions like, hey, Rob, uh, Robert, great to, good to see you. Specialization is key is already a big takeaway right now in the feed. Um, and yeah, I mean, you coming from Adobe, Apple, Salesforce, damn, that's, that's something that you don't hear every single day. Uh, one of the things that, uh, let, let's, just talk, uh, let's just see what Mark is saying over here. He's saying like freelancing full-time for seven years, always looking to learn how to help to keep that pipeline full. Right. And I think this is the part where I, I don't, I think maybe right now everybody's doing like, you know, I'm, I'm building this peak community right now that, that you're also part of. And to me, it is like a playground of learning for me. Right? I'll be very open with everybody. Like this is, I do this because I love community, but it's also a playground where I get to test things. I got to see what people are testing and I will suffocate if I have to do just one thing every single day. Right. You do make a really big point. And I'm, I'm, so now I want to, to debate almost on that. Yeah. Is Specialization is key. Like if you're great at something, you need to be really good because otherwise, how is somebody going to hire? But then we, as you go higher up in your organization, it's just understanding all these things is the key, but not necessarily mm. specialization. Mm. How, do you see a difference there? Mm. Hmm. Okay, that's a really good question. I would say if you are freelancing, and you love the freedom of freelancing, the money of freelancing, the um, variety of clients that you can work with. Uh, specialization 
is key. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Data Rama, like I'm a data Rama expert who uh, works in retail. Um, you could be employed constantly. You'd have so many freelancing gigs. Like you couldn't, you couldn't, you know, sleep like me, but uh, if you're in an organization and you're working up, you know, then you're, you need you have broader skills yeah. you need to understand how that works, but you also need to manage people and you need to, you know, understand strategy and, and things like that. So, uh, so I think freelancing requires specialization, working within an organization and managing lots of people requires, you know, right. Yeah. So what are the hottest skills? Now you have inside data almost in, 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 in some ways, right? Like what are the top, like how, how many people, by the way, just so everybody has an understanding of like how many people in your, like right now is freelancing through Torchlight right now. And then I love to hear, all right, here are the top five hot skills right now that, that you know, you, you see in the market. Yeah, yeah. So we have, I don't know, over a thousand people in our network right now. Not all of them are active. I would love them all to be active um, and working and making lots of money. Um, with the people that are highly in demand are those highly technical marketers. So those are the people who um, understand Einstein or, you know, artificial intelligence and how do you use bots to reduce back office costs, you know, um, to help with customer service? How do you, uh, you know, analytics? Um, I would say we get a lot of requests for app development and developers, but right in the middle, there's the, there's all these new and emerging marketing technologies that make it easier to communicate with people and, um, and sort of reduce a lot of the manual things that we marketers do. Um, even simple automations and journey building, you know, people who can do that, you know, it's still a mystery, you know, how, how, how do I trigger messages? How do I do it across multiple channels? Where do I pull that data from? How do I get the data in from all these different sources? I mean, those, those are still the problems that, you know, we had five years ago when I started the company that, Big, huge Fortune 500 companies are trying to figure out and they'll pay, you know, 200, 250 bucks an hour to you as a freelancer to, to do that. And we as marketers, you know, I think also, I think it's super exciting as marketers, we get the principles. We know how to do it um, from a, from a, like, what's the best practices. But um, if, if we can also figure out how to implement it or partner with somebody who can also implement it, then we become extremely valuable. And we have those people in our network who can help businesses do that. All right. Well, so the top, so there you go. Top five hot skills. I'm going to just write it down. Tell me what are the top five. If you were to say, all right, if you want to do this, here are the top five hot skills you got to have. Or one of them are like getting paid crazily. It's very high demand. Um, If you don't have skills, go figure it out. Yeah, I would say um, marketing automation. So um, in the Salesforce world, they call it journey building. Uh, there are lots of tools that will enable you to do that. So marketing automation, they, uh, artificial intelligence or, uh, you know, analytics around, you know, data that comes in and how can I eliminate headcount in order to uh, communicate with a tool or is it more like, hey, look, you know, just figure it out. Or is it more of like, hey, look, we got bright funnel. We got uh, I forget all the analytics tools that are out there now. So like, yeah. No, it, it's tool based. So usually what happens is a, co- a company makes an investment in a specific technology and then they go, oh, I got to find somebody who can do it or yeah. I'm the guy. Oftentimes what happens is they go through this whole RFP process 
they buy their tools and then the person that was supposed to operate it leaves or, you know, so they're stuck. And that's why, you know, a marketplace like mine is really valuable is to work and do that. So, um, yes. So I'd say marketing automation, uh, artificial intelligence. You know, there are lots of great marketers out there, but it's hard to find a really good strategist who can help you think about, okay, now that I have the tools in place, how best should I communicate with customers and what sort of content makes the most sense that will really resonate with with my, my particular customers. You know, these strategists are also doing persona development and, you know, helping companies get really focused on who is it that we're trying to talk to and what's the best message for them. So, so you've got, you know, the technical skills around marketing automation, artificial intelligence, strategy, and then some, you know, we still have a lot of demand for content creation. So writing in a way that's super compelling. So, so those are the, and then of course there's the data, you know, what do I do with, I'm supposed to, you know, 360 degree view of my customer and, but I've got data here and I've got data there. And how do I move my data from, from one place uh, to the other? So Uh, yeah, I love it. So I wrote down automation, AI analytics. I'm surprised to, and then I, I love persona writing data. All of that makes sense. I'm surprised to hear a strategist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not. Um, yeah. Because that's more of a generalist, right? In, in, in some way, I don't know if it's strategist for marketing automation platform uh, thing, or is a strategist as a marketing strategist that comes in and says, oh, let me look at all the things you have and then help you think through that. Yeah. So I would say, um, it's a strategist who comes in and says, you have 10 different marketing automation tools. You, you don't need all of these. Your data is all over the place. Um, let me help you, you know, leverage the tools that you have in order to execute your, your vision. So it's sort of like a level below um, marketing strategy. It's how do we you know, what do we do with the tools that we have, the data that you have, where, how do we organize it in order to, to make you be successful? It's almost like a forensic thing. I, I mean, we have our freelance. Yeah. You, you go and do the audit for like, hey, where do we yeah, stand? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you go, this is the best way to, to do it. And this is how I would, you know, and, it, and then they say, this is what the process should be. These are, you know, the kinds of people that you need in order to execute and, um, you know, and, and these are the tools that you really need. You know, get rid of that. Bring this one in. Yeah. All right. So, so let's just go through a scenario because I'm, I'm, this is very, I'm very curious about this. Somebody right now, let's say in the community right now, Mark or Paul or, you know, where I'm just going to throw out names, Amy or Robert. Like they, you know, they want to like, all right, you know what? I'm good at this. Is there a certification that they have to have in order to be part of Torchlight in order for you to actually put them out in the marketplace. So if they don't mm-hmm. like, obviously because you're putting your name reputation on it, people are coming to you because they're like, well, if you're ever going to get it from Touchlight, we know that they're that certified. Yeah. 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 So we only accept about four to 5% of the people who apply. So we have a, people applying constantly who want to be part of the marketplace. Uh, but we rely primarily on the SaaS companies who um, build the tools to, to, certify them. So we have a tight partnership with Salesforce. They have a trailhead program. We can, since they're an investor in the company and we're, we're a certified partner, we could verify their certifications. So, yeah, I mean, we, our freelancers have to be great or, I mean, that's, (laughs) they have to be. And so, 
you know, and we also look for soft skills too. So not mm-hmm. only should they be uh, technically uh, astute, but they have to be good with customers and they have to be patient, you know, and they have to follow up and all those kinds of things. I love that. All right. Let's just go through a couple of questions over here. I can see the name of this person. So typing your name, who's this? For some reason, it's not pulling pulling in. Saying also, uh, does your platform allow to put in enough drop downs for industry expertise, uh, a type of skills and knowledge of MarTech tool strategy? Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you are a customer and you need help, you can go and ask for uh, specific industry expertise. So I'm looking yeah. at somebody who works in retail. Uh, we've get, gotten more in government lately, which is interesting. Um, of course, healthcare. So yes, you can come in and you can say, I need somebody in healthcare who knows Magento, or I need somebody in uh, retail who knows marketing, Salesforce marketing cloud or, or whatever it is. And then we, we, our system goes and matches you to that expert. I love that. All right. Dan over here now, Dan, uh, he's also in our peak community. He's probably one of the most visual illustrator. Like I didn't even know that was the thing. Um, so he would take every recap, every like literally what we are doing right now, he will go in the peak community and then create a whole recap visually so that uh, Colleen will go and write the recap. Then we'll go and make it visual. So you just look at it and say, oh, okay, that's what we talked about. Done. You, you know, you actually could save 30 minutes of uh, conversation. So is, is visual illustration part of it? And I think he's going with like, hey, our content creation and curation, but I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and speak for Dan over here for a second. With the, you know, hopefully that's okay. Is, are there just like, hey, writing, is that the only skill within content or are there visual illustration is also a skill within that? Yeah. So visual in lots of ways. So illustration, video, you know, uh, we, we, we still do eBooks and downloads and things for lead nurturing. So we get quite a few requests for visual illustration and, and, and visual expression of an idea or yes. And oftentimes what happens is we'll get customers that come that just want a specific thing. Like I just want to get my application up and running. And then they say, Oh, and now I need really good content. And I, now I need great. And so it, it really grows and expands from there. So yes, we, we need lots of those talented people. I love that. I'll show you one more. And then I want to talk more specifically as, as we wrap it up on a couple of things where I don't think we dug into that as much. So here's another one where are saying most of these days, folks are getting certified by all these platforms like HubSpot or Salesforce um, and others. Uh, once you're a partner, and any specific marketing tools in healthcare that are now more in demand? Hmm. Not that I, not that I see. I mean, it's definitely HubSpot, Salesforce, uh, you know, Adobe products. There, but there are specific add-ons on top of these tools that are specific for healthcare. There's the Health Cloud in Salesforce that we get requests for because data is managed completely different. I'm thinking about different services that hospitals provide. So, you know, Salesforce has to be configured specifically for, for healthcare, but all the tools use the big ones have some sort of healthcare module that sits on top of it. And we do get requests for that quite a bit. Wow. Okay. Well, so I want to hear your perspective on like, you were at some of the best companies in the world. Talk about Salesforce, you talk about Adobe, you talk about Apple. I don't know how do you, maybe once somebody might say, well, throw in Google in there, but like, <laughs> of the, the 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 best companies, the best cultures in the world. I know. I feel like... Say it. 
I just feel fortunate. My career has sort of, you know, ended up the way it has. It's been, I've been very, very lucky to have worked at some of these amazing companies, you know? Yeah. And is there a difference in the cultures of these companies that you feel like, like, you know, from outside, they all, because from outside, they all look like, man, they're rah-rah. They're all about like, you know, growth and people are working hard, but also are having all these like beanbags and pool tables and having fun (laughs) and parties. And whatnot, but then they're like, like it, in outside, it looks like almost, almost very, very interesting. But I'm just curious, uh, like, if you were to say, hey, you know, let me go back in the in the day and say, well, here's what Apple looks like, here's what uh, Salesforce culture is, here's what Adobe culture is. I'd be just curious. Well, you know, I'm been doing it for 25 years, so you know, cultures evolve. You know, when I started at Apple, uh, Steve was there. He's he had just Steve Jobs had just come back. And um, oh, wow, you were at that time with, with yeah. like, oh, that's a really interesting. Yes. So that was an exciting, really exciting time. I worked on the same floor with him and that's when we were uh, getting ready to build and launch the iPhone. And so the culture was, it was just electric. It was exciting. And it was all about products with Steve. So he was so excited about product and um, very involved with, you know, I was a product manager and I run I ran the professional applications group, which was Final Cut Pro. So I got to work with amazing like videographers and filmmakers and artists. And, and then I oversaw Logic, which was a music application. I got to work with um, like Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. Like, look, you know, that was my, those were my customers that I got to talk to. God, that's, I had no idea. That's really cool. It was so exciting. And um, so a lot of the pro tech that we built ended up in, um, iTunes and iMovie and some in the consumer products. So, so to, to answer your question, when I was there, it was a whole different time at Apple because mm-hmm. it was we were building software and we didn't have the iPhone yet. And Steve was back and he was running things. And you know now Tim is running things. And when I was there, Tim was running. Tim Cook was running. Um, you know all of our sales channels and distribution overseas and, and very serious and buttoned up. You know and. Uh, but he wasn't running the company. Between yin and the yang, right? In, in, in many ways, yeah. I feel organizations yeah. run. Like Salesforce, like you think about, uh, I, I don't know if I would say like Mark Benioff and Parker, like as co-founders, I feel like, or like Brian and Dermesh, or, uh, you know, in HubSpot. It's, it's interesting when you see these two personalities and it's almost like, how do you work together? And, and they're I like, know. no, not what they need. Well, they're smart enough to know that they, where they're, they need to fill that gap kind of. I think yeah. you know, really great leaders know their strengths and they know where they need a partner to kind of balance them. So yeah, so gosh, that was cool. And then I moved back to Indianapolis and found Exact Target just because I grew up in Indianapolis, Indiana, and came back to raise a family and said, I wonder if there's any tech here, you know? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know wow. like there's not gonna be an Apple, but maybe there's something and found Exact Target. And then that evolved in, you know, to Salesforce. So I don't know. I'm blessed. Like, man, yeah. I've had some great companies. <laughs> well, for people, people who are right now, I know a lot of people who are looking for jobs. Like, yes. A lot of, and I, and I keep saying this as a broken record, that I think that a lot of talented people are looking for jobs. Again, I say that with respect for everybody looking for jobs. Like, man, I mean, I know people who are, who've been there, done incredible things and, just, you know, they come, something happened and now in the company, they, they, you know, they were let go. What advice would you give them? I would give them, I would say, use your marketing skills to, 
figure out where's the demand. Like if you're a great marketer, be smart about the market that you're trying to enter. You know, what, you know, what, where, what is the need? Where are the gaps? How can I, how can I position myself, um, package my skills in a way that really addresses where the demand is right now? Um, because if you just throw yourself out there and I've all these different skills and I've done this, I've done that and I'm available and hire me, you know, it's sort of, you know, it's sort of like a shotgun approach to marketing as opposed to a real personalized kind of approach to finding, finding a job. I know that's what I've always done. You know, if I want to work at a company, I research that company. I research the people there. I figure out what is, what they're trying to achieve, what they need. And then I tailor my abilities to what they need. You know, it's all about them and their needs, not what you need. Customer centric back to it. Yeah. For a job. Yeah, that's exactly what or, or I would say, like, you know, shameless plug. This is a canvas marketing one-on-one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know the target audience, so you know you're yeah. messaging for that. So yeah, yeah. It makes, makes sense. Well, it seems like you already have somebody saying that they already signed up and see how the platform works. So that that that's that's really good. And there are over four thousand people watch it uh, throughout the week. So there will be hopefully more. Um, <laughs> well, the content is so good. You have to worry about a thing uh, on this one for sure. Um, and and uh, I'm going to just wrap up with two or three takeaways from this. And I love, Susan, for you to give one big challenge for every marketer listening to this right now and hmm. thinking about work, thinking about upskilling um, their, own up, you know, their own skills, uh, thinking about how you navigate the marketplace, whatever comes to your mind, like a challenge that they can say, you know what, I can do this today, like today yeah. kind of thing. So, um, and if for anybody who wants to join the private group, just DM me again, it's invite only. So not everybody gets into the, the marketing private group that we're talking about. So here are the, uh, here are the big takeaways. Number one, you said this, and I've always struggled with this. So it's a, it's a therapy for me uh, to go through this. Is specialization is key. And I totally, totally support that, accept that. And I think as you mentioned, it's different specialization if you're looking to be a consultant, a freelancer in one thing, because ultimately people are known by one thing. You can't be known for 25 things. You just can't. Exactly. Exactly. So got to figure out one thing. Uh, But I will say with a caveat and and hope that that you agree with that is that as you go up, if you're doing it internally within your organization and if you want to become a CMO, uh, which is one of the big, where my, where my heart is, I want to see more marketers understand what it takes to become a CMO. You need to understand how to put a budget together. If mm. you're a and you would never know that if you don't spend time with your CFO or the finance team. Not something that will naturally come to you because you're a great content writer. Everybody applauds, but you will never break the ceiling in your organization today. I feel like and I see that happen over and over again. People say, I've been there for 10 years. I've created massive content. I run massive events. Well, that's what you're good at. And either you have peace with that. Um, don't be like it. So it's, it's a big, big thing. So specialist, you'll be, you, you can be really good at that. And that's what you'll get a job for. But if you want to go up, in, in, especially in marketing, I think you need to start learning all the other areas of marketing. Very different. For sure. for sure. And I, and marketers, I don't think traditionally are, maybe I'm wrong, but we, we you know, they are, they come from a creative sort of side of the house and really yeah. down to, is it driving revenue? You know, yeah. 
is it, is it, you know, are our salespeople happy? Am I partnering with sales in a way that's, you know, it's really working? I don't care how many events you do or how many great eBooks you produce, you know, at the end of the day, like we got, we're in business to make money. We're not here to make pretty stuff, you know? So yes, budget. Amen to that. Amen to The second you talked about, so I'm going to very quickly go through the five hot skills that you're seeing in the market right now. Marketing automation, um, if you're good at that, that, that's amazing. That's like on top of your list. You talked about AI analytics. You talked about being strategist. Mm-hmm. Um, to help figure out almost like a marketing audit if you can go in and do an audit mm-hmm. for, for, for that organization. That includes persona. You talk about writing and content mm-hmm. creation, content curation. Uh, and anything related to content, because right now I think we all are spending more time online. So like mm-hmm. content is even more used. And then finally, you said data, data. So those were the five top skills. And, and then one thing that you mentioned was like, if nothing else, do this one thing. And I, I'm glad you shared that, which was talk to your customers. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I preach, I feel- preach, preach. Don't you get so much energy from talking to customers? And because yeah. we're, we're marketing to them, we need to know them. We need to understand them. We need to understand why they're buying, how they feel about things, where what their challenges are, you know. And we talk about it as marketers in such an abstract way, and yeah. you know, and write it in a document, and we even name a persona something that isn't real, and you know, we're marketing to Katie or George. Uh, but talk to Katie and George, you know, yeah. you know, I don't know. It makes you so much better as a marketer if you're empathetic and you really have a sense for customers. Yeah. It changes. So before you chat, I'll tell you a quick story. Okay. Um, the uh, at Pardot, because we both had Salesforce uh, things. So I think it'd be fun to share this. At Pardot, when I was learning marketing, we actually created a life size cardboard cutout. I've done that before. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we call them, I think it was. Uh, Sam for sales and uh, Megan for marketing. So yeah. SMM, so people could remember that. And we put Sam and Megan in every corner in the office. Smart. And and we actually had them, um, Sam and Megan were holding a whiteboard, a small mm-hmm. whiteboard almost. Um, and you, they were like, here's what I care about. Yeah. And I saw that in our content meetings, in our marketing meetings, in the sales conversations, everyone was like, what would Sam or what would Megan think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So and, and they were like, you know, so we created them from a lot of it, but and then it was we, we made it whiteboard because people can scrum and and, and as, as things evolve or new things came up, like we would write it on it, and I think it became one of the best things that we did in that in those days. Well, I, th- I love that you added the whiteboard to it because you know that just because Megan's needs change over time, you yeah. know as the market changes or as technology changes. So, um, but that's brilliant. Nobody does, very few people do that, but nothing replaces talking to the real Megans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and it used to be before COVID, you know, get out of your office and go visit Megan and, yeah. and, and talk to her and, you know, interact with her. So it makes us better marketers. Love it. All right. What is the one challenge you want to give everybody say, all right, do this today. I would say get out of your box. We're all at home. Think about that one thing that you've always wanted to learn. But so this is going to sound crazy, but maybe it has nothing to do with marketing. You know, go and expand your mind in other ways. You know, I'm taking master classes. So I've been taking online cooking. I took a gardening class. I would say, you know, as marketers, what we do is we connect with other people. And 
Um, I think the more we sort of broaden our own experiences and learn new things and uh, interact with the world, the better we are as marketers. Wow. I sound like a fool. Oh, that's profound. We got that recorded so we can play <laughs> back. That That is really, really good to try something different than what you do. Yeah, yeah. You know, sort of get yourself out. I, you know, I could say all sorts of things around marketing, you know, yeah. but I just think uh, being more in touch with our world and, and, and learning new things and expanding our mind a little bit makes us better marketers too. Love it. Love it. Susan. Thank you so much for making the time on the crazy schedule going on all around it. So I really appreciate it. Um, I love Yes, I enjoyed it. Very, very good. All right. Hey, thanks everybody again. Uh, next Wednesday, we'll do a masterclass on podcast uh, <laughs> at 9 p.m. So let's talk about that. Um, and then uh, just, just reach out to Susan. Like Susan, I'll send you the link where there's a lot of comments. You could probably go and engage with any of them. Uh, what's the best way for people to reach out to you, learn more about you? Um, you can email me. I'm S Marshall, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L at torchlight.com. That's awesome. All right. Sounds good. Right. Thank you for that. Thank you, everybody. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.